0: 11 o'clock in his fantasy frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Ladoop, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas, we've got Donovan the intern running the board here on Sports 1440. Brandon, good morning. You're on the
1: other side here. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Connor. It's, uh... It's times, you know, sometimes you got to let the bird out of the nest. Yeah. Maybe um, their wings aren't fully developed yet, but you got to trust the process. So we're, uh, we're getting Donovan some reps here. It's, it, I'll be honest, it feels weird to sit over on this side of the, the desk. I've done it so rarely. I think like two, two shows in our five months on air now. You didn't bring your laptop to that side either. It's, it's within arm's reach here. But I got all, the, all my stats right in the dome? right up here in the dome. Well, how tall is Adam Ernie? He's got to be like 6'3. 6'1. Really? Yeah. I thought he was bigger than that. American.
0: 378 (laughs) games played. 180 career PIMS. That's the stuff you don't have in the memory bank. But you could have on your computer, or you could have on the stat sheet that Kevin Carius left us.
1: Oh, yeah. He didn't leave it for me.
0: There you go. Big Oilers win. Uh, tonight on the show, we are going to talk about that, or today on the show, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what went down in the NHL this past evening. Of course, we will uh, look to tonight's action as well for you Daily Fantasy players as well. Lots going on in the association tonight. Good options out there for you if you want to get in on the Daily Fantasy. And Edwards taking on the Pistons. Someone tells me he's going to thrive in this one. 26 points on the season there. Uh, 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. If you want to get in on the conversation, you can also reach out via the old email, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca. We're on Twitter and X at Connor Halley at B Douglas1440. And Donovan, you're also
1: on Twitter and/or X at dot Paulson. There you go. Yes. That's a, How did he get that handle? He's way younger than me. Whereas, like, when I was first joining Twitter, it's well, we discussed this a lot when we first launched the show. Like, my Twitter handle was a nightmare because. There was no iterations of Brandon douglas uh, in their playing form out there available. you had to add numbers if you wanted that one probably probably I guess there's some
0: great numbers you could have gone with too four twenty yeah of course that would have <laughs> been the the first thought there's other there's great ones out there twenty one fourteen
1: seventy three lots of good ones ninety seven could we look like a big mcdavid fan that that would McDa- Connor Mcdavid was like. 13 years old at that time I think
0: You would have been like Brandon Douglas 15 for your favorite player Ryan Getzlaff
1: uh, No at that time it probably would have been 27 my boy Scotty Needs Scott Niedermeyer there you go cousin of Stretty talented who, family Who was the better player people oh, ask Well you know who's been better Post playing career uh, Scott, Str- Scott Niedermeyer has uh, Had a prominent role within the Anaheim Ducks organization as both an <laughs> assistant coach And Woo! what have they done <laughs> Not co-host of the Jason Greger show for no. 10 years.
0: No TV shows under their belt. Strutty was crushing it on Twitter last night. Uh, he was having a good time, obviously, with the Edmonton Oilers knocking off the Maple Leafs. Uh, Brandon, you were out there at that game. Uh The Edmonton Oilers, maybe not the start they wanted. Uh The Leafs, I guess, the better team to get it going with. And then, you know, I thought really good resilience from the Oilers that we've seen from this team in this winning streak uh, down to nothing. Uh, Zach Hyman with a hell of a response, <laughs> even w- if it was deemed offside, that might've been the nicest goal he's ever scored. Uh, Leon still gets the team back into it. Derek Ryan, Mr. Clutch himself with a big goal to tie it up. And then Ryan McLeod, the game winner, Evan Bouchard, empty netter, a uh, little nice bonus for your fantasy teams out there. I really liked the touch that Evan Bouchard put on that empty netter. Like, it was a mystery. Could it make it to the, the net? Was it going to cross the line? Leafs fans probably had a little hope that it might stop. Didn't matter. Goes in the back of the net. Uh, you were at that game. How How was the atmosphere? It, it, on TV, it seemed fantastic.
1: The the atmosphere was as advertised. And it, it's kind of funny because once I got home uh, after the game, I did like go back and watch. The clips were making their rounds on social media with uh, to great popularity of you know the dueling chants back and forth of let's go Oilers and go Leafs go. Um, when you're in the stadium... It's obviously pretty, like, it's loud. It kind of did have the feeling of a playoff game uh, at its peak um, throughout the course of the evening. But then you go back and watch the clips on Twitter slash TV, and it actually sounds even louder on TV than it does in the building, which obviously makes for great viewing for those at home. Because so, uh, you know, of the amount of people watching compared to people in the stadium, there's a lot more of them, but it was a great game. You you touched on a lot of the main points there. I I thought Stuart Skinner obviously played a tremendous game, Uh, a couple huge saves that kind of held the Oilers in it when they were down first one, nothing. And then even at the two, nothing point, uh, a couple big breakaway stops. The one that stood out to me, partly because it happened right in front of me uh, where we were sitting down in the, uh, towards the end of the first period, uh, McDavid has his pocket picked by Austin Matthews comes in kind of a mini two on one from the blue line in great pass over to Pontus Holmberg and just Stuart Skinner he's it's kind of weird because people sometimes criticize his lateral movement as maybe one of his flaws in the game well he sure looked pretty laterally sound there coming across and getting the glove on uh, the Holmberg attempt so uh, I thought Stuart Skinner was the first star of the game McDavid was buzzing around only ends up with one point much to the chagrin of my uh, bets placed at the start of the night but, uh, but he was great Matthews with a goal right off the hop. People got what they paid for when it came to that game, even if uh, Leafs fans probably had to pay a pretty steep price to pry tickets out of Oilers' uh, season ticket holders' uh, hands. So uh, that was the first Oilers game I've been to in person this year. First time I've ever been to a Leafs Oilers game at uh, either Rexall or Rogers so it was a great great experience and I honestly probably can't uh, recommend it enough uh next year when the Leafs are in town for if you've never been before
0: yeah I mean and that's kind of one of those things at least in my opinion it's it's a great night if the Oilers win if the Oilers lose it's (laughs) awful like it goes both ways and I mean it was for all intents and purposes, it was a one-goal game. The Oilers score the empty netter. I make it just a little bit more safe, but yeah, there was some grade-A chances from some really good players where Stuart Skinner was able to shut the door and uh, get the win. He finishes the night 25 saves on 27 shots, and uh, that first one, maybe maybe the guys in front of him can do him a little more favors, I guess, for the fantasy players out there. Austin Matthews, two points. Holmberg, two points for the Maple Leafs, uh, Morgan Riley obviously had that second goal for the team. For the Oilers, try to settle with the one goal. Ryan McLeod, two points on the night. And I was uh, scrolling through my email, got a little NHL PR email sent to me late last night. And a cool note for Ryan McLeod. So in their winning streak, the 11 games, he's got three game winning goals. Leading the way The most GWGs For the Oilers In the winning streak The only player In franchise history That has netted More winners During a win streak Of any length Yari Curry In eight games He had four game winners So uh, pretty Pretty good for Ryan McLeod I, i Don't want to say it's all because he came into the sports 1440 studio (laughs) and there is some miracle healing powers about joining us here. But since then, uh, he has been playing quite well, and it might have been a little bit before that also. But, yeah, Ryan McLeod playing fantastic, obviously getting the confidence of his coach. Uh, We had a text come in here. It actually might have been a tweet. I thought Cogliano had three straight overtime winners. We'll have to maybe go back and do some research with that one. Uh, Cogliano had some clutch moments in his time with the – Blue and orange for the Oilers now off back in action on Thursday night, taking on the Seattle Kraken uh, team, who's also been as of late quite hot. Uh, they did lose last night to the New York Rangers, though five to two. Brandon, your Ducks falling to the Capitals. Ethan Bear, former Edmonton Oiler, getting the goal in that one. Tough go for your
1: boys. Well, here's here's what we know, right? The Ducks are a bad team. So I expect them to lose a lot of games <laughs> down the stretch here. Um, it's funny that the, even after lot last time, we're still talking about the same thing as we were last year and the year before, that the, the goaltending can hold them in games, but at a certain point, you know, the, there will be a straw that ba- breaks the camel's back. Um, between John Gibson and Lucas DeStal, they've been great this year. You can't really ask for much more. Battle of the Strom brothers, another former Edmonton Oilers Ryan Strom, um, now with the Ducks playing up against his brother down in Washington. Uh, But lots of uh, snowstorms still out on the East Coast. I saw pictures of it on Anaheim's um, Instagram from the night prior as they were flying into D.C., lots of blowing snow. And then enough to the point up in western New York still that they postponed the Sabres game today.
0: Yeah, Sabres, Blackhawks postponed due to travel issues. Now the Red Wings and Panthers will be featured on the NHL on TNT.
1: Oh, there we go. Quick little uh, gear change. React and adapt. What? What? How does that work for the broadcast? Because you have to think like so: NHL on T and T's. Um, if there was a feature game, they had their guys in town to call it in in Buffalo, or maybe they couldn't even get there either. But so, well, now they just run the local feed or whatever from the Detroit game, um, and then just have the because the T on to the panel. They're obviously down in Atlanta; they're not on site usually. So I wonder how that'll work. I have to tune in, in and check it out yeah when i wonder
0: i mean getting into florida would be probably quite easy so maybe but they, if
1: they were already in buffalo yeah then it's then an issue getting out might not be so easy and that's no short jaunt but uh if they because i i don't know they probably don't just fly out on the game day right like they probably get there a day or two in a day in advance at least to, to yeah. get it's a game of the week right you want to do, do lots, some prep yeah yeah
0: i wonder if maybe they kind of sent their b squad which will still be a great squad but, yeah, that's a good point. May, maybe. We'll have to tune in and find out. Red Wings, Panthers tonight, like we said, Blackhawks, Sabres postponed. That leaves the Devils and the Canadians. So if you are playing some daily fantasy, you've only got two options. Brandon, are you loading up on the Panthers or the Red Wings or the Devils or the Canadians? Any any line stack in here?
1: Panthers for sure. Uh, they're they're a team that's as good as any in the NHL uh, so far this season. Uh, the on the back end, they've got some guys that can produce points as well. So uh, as always, my strongest recommendation is to uh, be sure to get the latest updates from either the beat writers uh, who cover these teams from Morning Skate, or uh, as the afternoon goes on, you can kind of get the aggregated version at our good friends dailyfaceoff.com to see some lines and see who is playing with whom because at, we saw last night Evander Kane re-elevated to the second line after an extended stint down on the third uh, unit. Didn't get a point as I had uh, predicted him to yesterday, but he was all he. You know, turnovers were uh, a bit of a problem for him last night, but he was all around the net. Lots of good scoring chances. Going to say that, uh, check the lineups to make sure you know who's playing with who, because I'd be I'd be definitely line stacking some Panthers tonight.
0: Now, if we look over to the NBA tonight, you got some options here in the old daily fantasy. Uh, I talked about it just for a quick second there, of course. Uh, The Timberwolves take on the Pistons. Pistons did pick up their fourth win of the season, I believe, on Monday. So maybe things are starting to get going in the right direction. Uh, but you've got Anthony Edwards, 26 points per game. He's been quite good. Uh, another one to watch out for, potentially Celtics and Spurs. Jason Tatum, always a heck of a player to watch out there. Then you got Victor Wembenyama, who's at 20 points, 10 boards per game, which isn't terrible. One game I'm kind of looking at, though, Bucks and Cavaliers when it comes to superstar potential. Obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a guy who's always seemingly going to put up points. Uh, also good in the paint double-digit rebounds on the season you got donovan mitchell there with the cleveland cavaliers so i don't know how good i would be at daily fantasy sports even fantasy basketball like i've dabbled in it in the past but i like those matchups when you've got two superstars going head to head uh the mavericks also taking on the lakers there's some superstar power there
1: yeah with the with the nhl games being earlier uh all of them being eastern eastern games i do think that uh, that nightcap out on the west coast of the lakers mavericks that might be uh Uh, A nighttime viewing for me, you know, maybe once I'm already in bed, turn it on and on the TV and uh, fall asleep to it, maybe as the halftime show comes on or something, because those West Coast games, man, they stay late. Well, you know, it's weird. It's a 630 start. Our time? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think
0: that they're starting to see like, well, we got to market this game for the East Coast people. (laughs) NHL, take note.
1: Mm -hmm. Lakers and Mavericks going at it. That could be a fun game. That's a 530 local start in L.A. Yeah. It makes sense. man. What a blessing! I don't
0: have to stay up that late at all. What if occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally, let's say a Wednesday night, rather than playing the Oilers at eight thirty or eight fifteen (air quotes), they play them at like six thirty, just a little earlier, just just a nudge in the right direction. I may be for double headers, it wouldn't help. Maybe some fans here might not like it because they have to rush to get there. But occasionally putting the Oilers and following in these the you know the footsteps of the NBA. Just getting them out there a little bit early for people. I think that'd be an okay idea.
1: Oh, I think there's a lot of notes the NHL could take from the NBA when it comes to marketing and promoting the game and growing the league because it's uh, we're all well aware of how... Kind of behind the times, the NHL is on that. Uh, some might say they've maybe even fallen behind the MLB in that regard, with MLB taking noticeable steps to to make their game more watchable, shortening it up with the pitch clock, bigger bases, encouraging stealing. Like there's yeah. things that there is noticeable steps Major League Baseball has taken, and the NHL has over the years as well, uh, coming out of the original lockout, the uh, crackdown on obstruction and and holding and hooking. But a bit, uh, we as Edmonton uh, locals and Oilers fans often get pretty worked up when people don't give Connor McDavid or even Leon Draisaitl their due, which everybody knows Connor McDavid is the best in the league. But if more people on the East Coast had the chance to watch him on a regular basis when it's not midnight at the end of these games, Maybe all of a sudden these comparisons that drive us Oilers fans nuts of saying, is Austin Matthews as good (laughs) as Connor McDavid or or any other who is ever the hottest uh, superstar at any given time? Jack Hughes, whomever over on the East Coast. If we gave a better opportunity for them to watch McDavid more regularly, maybe those comparisons would stop and it would be de facto, full stop, Connor McDavid is the best player in the league. Because we all know it's true. But when you're not watching him regularly, like so many people on the East Coast are, you can kind of start to, that that can get a little fuzzy in your brain sometimes when you're watching Jack Hughes or Austin Matthews light it up on a nightly basis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, that's where the majority of the eyes are, the markets are. That's just the way it goes. So, uh, t- t- follow in the footsteps of some of these leagues that are having a lot of success, get McDavid on a little bit earlier, and not just McDavid. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks have so much star power right now, right? there's some teams I think we just try, you know, there's little things we can do, whether it's, you know, a half an hour, an hour, just to try to get more eyes on it. Maybe a direction we might want to go. Uh, just one more game in the association tonight to the throw out there, uh, the Miami heat and the Toronto Raptors and the Toronto Raptors were hearing rumors that Pascal Siakam could be on the move. The Pacers being a team that could be interested. The Raptors when,
1: when they made the RJ Barrett move, I thought, okay, like maybe, Maybe they're going for it this year. It kind of looked like and the way they've been playing since, they've kind of turned a corner as a team for the season. We we still don't really know what they are, but I'll be like obviously you have to coop what assets you can for a guy like Siakam if he's not in your long-term plans and it sounds like the haul might be pretty significant, but I don't know as a raptor like I'd love to see Siakam stay in a Raptors uniform because this team's pretty fun to watch right now. Selfishly, I mean, I I want to make sure I get the Siakam swirl McFlurry before <laughs> before <laughs> before,
0: yeah, before limited, he's
1: traded. Limited time offers. Yeah. They, well, they change the color of the Smarties to uh, blue or gold. Oh. <laughs> Is that the color of the Pacers? Yeah, blue, and yellow, blue, gold. Yeah. I'm I, I honestly, when I'm just pitching in my head, I get them mixed up with the Jazz's uniforms. Just the, not the logos, obviously, but the scheme. Well, so last Friday, Saturday, one of those nights, my wife ordered
0: a. McFlurry, you know, it was minus 50. She ordered a McFlurry, <laughs> and they forgot to bring it. So I'd be
1: really disappointed if she's not able to try the Siakam Swirl McFlurry. One time we ordered there was a similar thing. Like, it was a Sunday night. We were watching football when I was living in the fort, um, and we ordered, like, yeah, we we wanted some, some blizzards. So we ordered, like, skip or whatever in, in fort. They brought us somebody else's Dairy Queen order. So we got blizzards, but they weren't our blizzards, which, fine by me. I'll eat pretty much any blizzard. but. uh my my buddy's now fiance. She wasn't too pleased because she really had her heart set on the flavor she'd ordered. Yeah, and that's not what came. So if I ordered a mint Oreo Blizzard and I got any other triple, kind, triple chocolate, I'd be disappointed. So I yeah. get it. See, there, there's a difference. <laughs> I'm I'm just a gluttonous animal. Where it's like, oh, ice cream, candy, I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat whatever. I'd be disappointed, but I'd, I'd get over it quickly. I'm sure, you're just hoping that the other options that came
0: were good. Uh, the Toronto Raptors taking on the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, the last three games, holding their opponents to 92.7 points. So a very stingy defense. So uh, may, maybe they're due to give up some points. Maybe you might want to avoid Raptors in Daily Fantasy. We'll see. Uh, we're going to take a break here. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie, Douglas, and intern Donovan here with you today, brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky. 11.23, welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you here. And intern Donovan, as Strutty would say, on the ones and twos, keeping us on track here. Thank you for tuning in. The show brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Right now we'll go into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. Our house is your house at the Canadian House. Of course, you've got some hockey to watch tonight, the association, NFL playoffs over the weekend, and Oilers hockey. Every time you go down for an Oilers game, you can enter for a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Oilers game, as well as their, I believe it was the crab boil dinner. I don't like seafood, so as soon as I hear those types of things, I just kind of check out. But (laughs) you can still show up. Oh,
1: yeah. And uh, enjoy one of the other mini- great menu items and then top it all off with chocolate cake chocolate cake great dessert goes to goes with
0: anything really uh, so always go down to the CBH get those tickets to the Oilers game upcoming and have a good time tell them we sent you there's no real benefit to that but just let them know that we <laughs> sent you uh, jumping in here one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. if you'd like to let us know anything you'd like to talk about ear candy wanted that song Dear Mr. Fantasy. So uh, Donovan already winning people over, playing the request. Any requests, send them in. Text us on 1-833-401-1440. Beachcoat says make one rule change to make scoring and fun for the NHL. Icing is icing, even on the PK.
1: Hmm. That one, or if you score a power play goal, it doesn't eliminate the rest of the penalty. That could make things very interesting. I mean, the Oilers power play is cold right now, but imagine like when it's when it's rolling at its top and it's like. <laughs> they score three they, goals. <laughs> they score three goals over the course of one minor penalty. Like, oof. I think you should be allowed to kick the puck in the net. I actually agree. If your blade is like,
0: can't be tied like up? A, well, like your your skate blade has to be close to the ice. Like, we don't want any bicycle kicks here. That's dangerous. <laughs> but like, you're tied up and you just back heel it in, like we could get some great highlight reel goals. Scoring goes up. The
1: traditionalists might not like it, but I think that would be a fun one. And so you're on the mind that you should be... Do you think you should be able to glove a puck into the net? No. I draw the line there. What about headbutt the puck into the net? I think you should be able to headbutt the puck into the the net. The old Andrew Shaw scored a goal like that against the uh, Ducks in the conference final in 2015. It was disallowed. You're not allowed to do that. You're tied up. You just... (laughs) <laughs> whip the head over a little noggin
0: <laughs> like well. I, What if you're going to the net and you get tripped and there's nothing you can do But you just tilt your helmet down to you got the puck in the net a little nod action. Yeah, like I you know the the hand is a little irif, r- risky because I don't want anyone throwing the puck in the net, but
1: a little kick or headbutt sure why not? Yeah, I think if we're getting the hands involved, I think we might be approaching on uh, creating a whole new sport <laughs> It's like getting into
0: handball territory. Yeah. Uh, you keep those texts in. What would you do to make the game a little bit more fun? Hey, boys, from Randy, how about when you take a penalty, you cannot change the players on the ice. So like an icing. So Oilers take a penalty. McDavid takes it with Hyman and Nuge. They have to kill
1: the penalty with Bouchard and... Like, I assume just the ensuing face-off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so basically treat a penalty like an icing. I'd be okay with that. I actually am too. I like that one. Would it happen? Probably not. Because if you think about it, like the the, the TV timeout thing, you cannot take a TV timeout following an icing, following a goal, or during a power play. Yeah. For the sake of you're not trying to basically give teams, you know, free timeouts, extra rest, things like that. It's the same principle because the point of an icing is like, oh, you're being punished for doing something that inhibits the flow of the game. You got to leave your tired guys out there. I, I definitely see a, a you know upside of doing the same thing Ooh. for penalties taken.
0: Could you imagine like a, a sequence where you're just getting worked in your own end? It's a totally lazy penalty because you're tired, so you hook the guy, and then they have to stay out
1: there. That, yeah, like you get to go <laughs> sit in the box. You get a break. Yeah, that's like that, that's you're doing that's <laughs> beer league level stuff when you've <laughs> only got eight skaters at the Drake on a Sunday night, and you're like. I'm dead tired. I'm going to take a penalty so I can go sit down for a few minutes and my teammates can't force me back onto the ice. The boys got to cover for you this time. Yeah. Well, and like, think about it, that it holds you more accountable to your teammates too, because you're doing them dirty in that process.
0: Cat dad says, I would love to see the rule where if you pull your goalie, you can add a player. You can have a player play. Oh my goodness. Cat dad, you can add a player play. You can pull a player and add a goalie.
1: I'm trying to put that one together, Cat Dad. I don't know. Uh, This might be a voice to text. uh, We get that a lot. I'm reading it right now as well, Connor, and I'm also not able to make any sense of this. I'm trying to think. Yeah, he's going to send that one again. We'll get to that later because I really
0: (laughs) thought I could get through it, but that was a big time fail. My bad. Uh, Montana DeRice says, eliminate the loser point in OTN. Make three on three, 10 minutes. I would love more three on three. How cool would it be to have like a you know, you get to the point where Mick David's a little tired and so is dry settling. So it was maybe Hyman and Nuge and you're like, all right, let's roll out
1: that that third or fourth grouping. Go get him, Derek Ryan. DR, he's clutch. I would love to see those guys get more opportunity. I, I'm OK with this, the expansion of three on three overtime, but I think it needs to be adjoined by a backcourt violation type rule you can't just skate it past the red line perhaps yeah. like so like obviously you you get some good uh, a good shift you're hemming in the opponents and all of a sudden your guys are tired but you don't want to give up possession so you just loop back get two guys changed hand it off go nuts but you have to keep it within your the the offensive side of red if you're yeah. going to do that because I, like we we've seen kind of teams try and uh jailbreak the the 3 on 3 overtime because when you're going up against a team like the Oilers it's almost impossible if, if the Oilers get possession and Connor McDavid or Leon Dreishead will have it like you might be toast especially a guy like McDavid because obviously he's much more fleet of foot than Leon is but so if you, if you eliminate that opportunity to drag the puck until like win the faceoff rag the puck get all of a sudden your offensive guys out there you're switching out your defensive um, quote unquote unit then I, I think that would make it more exciting because 10 minutes of right now that might be a lot of just 10 minutes of circling back <laughs> and regrouping so uh, I'm good with the expansion but I think it would have to come with the uh, kind of the quote unquote backcourt rule as well so you have a backcourt violation what happens is it a faceoff D zone faceoff D zone faceoff okay all right. like yeah it can't be a penalty I and
0: don't it can't think. just
1: be like NBA where you get possession
0: no, the opposing team, no, right? yeah,
1: I, I think it's whistled down, and then whoever committed the I don't know foul or um, offense, uh, you have a defensive zone face off.
0: Lance just says, "Keep up the great work, guys." Lance, thank you, and good luck today. Maybe,
1: maybe today's the day AP the, gets hired. The Raiders hire somebody. Yeah, they've done all their
0: things they have to do with the Rooney Rule. Now they can make their hiring. Hopefully, uh, for the Raiders' sake, it's Antonio okay. Pierce. Mitchell says, "Let's just take the goalies out to stop them from preventing goals." No goalie hockey. No. <laughs> I think that is uh, laced in sarcasm. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Eden, father of areas. judging by the empty netter. Bouchard is going to have a great golfing career once he retires. Hockey, that was hole-in-one worthy. Yeah, great weight. I kind of Cur- thought curling. Curling, yeah, curling perfect,
1: he, perfect draw weight. Didn't need anybody to hurry hard. Hurry hard on it. I, I honestly thought the with the weight on, I thought Riley was going to get there. And we talked about it a bit with Schlemko this morning. Like could have Riley Dove maybe and try to sweep away but then you almost certainly crash into the net probably knock it well off its moorings mm-hmm. and then the, like it's whistled down you kind of pooch yourself anyway as the Leafs trying to make the comeback and you also look silly as you go headfirst into the net and knock it over so it's almost like but if you save it you look you look like great. a hero um I was very, I was a huge fan of that play by Evan Bouchard a player I am uh, openly critical about uh, probably more than I should be because uh Puck line, Jesus! Thank you. Edmonton Oilers minus one and a half on the empty netter.
0: <laughs> Cat dad, yes. Voice to text threw up. I'm trying to say, if you can pull your goalie and add a player, you should be able to pull a player and add a goalie.
1: So is that you want two goalies out there and four skaters and four skaters? Is that good? Would would they not get in each other's way? That's what I'm saying. Like, because you can't just stand beside each other and take up the whole net. There's still going to be gaps but like your natural you like move. intuition is going to be to move. Yeah, you can't move side to side really without like what if you like layered your goalies? Like one right on the goal line like a Mike Smith style and then you got a Marc-Andre Fleury style out on the top of the blue paint.
0: Like you're talking like <laughs> in soccer when you let a guy lay behind the wall almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You like, could just have a player do that but the- you you get your Mike Smith in in the butterfly on the goal line pads flared out pretty much taking away everything on the ice and then you've got your smaller agility based goaltender out at the top of the paint like almost like bubble hockey that just on the swivel up top they're changing the game right now is what we're doing <laughs> this this is fa- this is fantasy <laughs> <laughs> of, Kat- of any variety that we could take it cat dad says
0: did Brandon just suggest a four pad stack maybe you could try that too the I don't think that, I don't would, think that would work yeah <laughs> I think balance might come into fa- into play. Someone <laughs> falls put a, over a
1: skewer through
0: them. It's, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, a Z says sorry. Regulation win three points, overtime and shootout two points, overtime shootout loss one point. So almost going into
1: the soccer world where the winner would get three points. I, I'm a fan of this system because it doesn't. To me, it doesn't make any sense where certain games are worth more. Than others, like a win in regulations worth two there's only, Like the, every game should have the same amount of points up for grabs. So obviously, exactly what Az is saying: a three, like three points for every game. If you cannot win in regulation, it's not worth as much as if you are able to. Helps uh, forces teams to like press the issue a little bit more in a tie game late. Um, maybe especially at the end of the season, you're in playoff races. We already know that regulation. And overtime wins are tiebreakers in the NHL standings. So shootout wins are sort of worth less, but not actually. Like You still have to be tied in points for that to matter. Whereas all of a sudden regulation wins are worth more. Where would the Oilers be um, right now if regulation wins were worth more? I know right now they only have one overtime loss yes. compared to the Kings who have eight. Kings have eight. Kraken have nine. Islanders lead the way with 10. That's crazy. The Bruins have nine as well. We're only halfway through the season, and you already have 10 overtime losses?
0: One team has no overtime losses. Do you know who it is? The Anaheim Ducks. No, nope. they have one. They have one. That's our little trivia question. Which NHL team right now has no overtime losses?
1: <laughs> is it a team that we'd expect? Like, do they Are they, like, when you just picture their roster, like a good overtime team? Or maybe they just don't play very many overtime games because they're getting blown out every game, the Chicago Blackhawks.
0: You could say that in overtime, they might be a good team. <laughs> they wow. don't. They may not have the best team, but they could ice a good three-on-three team. Okay, I'm going to mull on
1: that here <laughs> for, for a few seconds. <laughs> you think
0: about that. Uh, if you're listening out there, you're like, I want to get on this trivia. We've got no prize, but one team in the NHL right now has no overtime losses. Who is it? Uh, A couple of texts we've got here we'll get to uh, We've got Beach Goat, Montana to Rice And a few more we'll get to when we come back It is Fantasy Frenzy Hallie Douglas Donovan Brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky Here on Sports 1440 (laughs) Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas Intern Donovan With you here today We gotta find a good name for Intern Donovan Donnie P Donnie Just Paulson P-Boy. P-Boy? Donnie P-Boy. I'd prefer not that one. Anything but that. Probably not P-Boy, but uh, let us know. one 401 1440 We need some good nicknames. Dave Jamison always had good nicknames for his interns, and we can uh, maybe try to find one for Donovan as we roll on here. Donovan's got about three and a half more months of this, so yeah, we, we got to find a nickname. Uh, as we get through here, it is the fantasy frenzy program brought to you by Wilhawk beef jerky home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Spruce Bruce Grove and right here in West Edmonton mall. Check them out online at Wilhawk 1-833-401-1440. We asked the question, which team in the NHL has no overtime losses and it is the Ottawa senators. Brandon, you asked me like, is it a good team? Well, They could face... Like, I I think if you put out, like, a healthy team with Stutzler, Kachuk, and Shabbat, that's a pretty... Jake Sanderson. Jake Sanderson. They've got mobility uh, across the board, so... If it's a three-on-three tournament, the Sens don't finish last. I'll say that.
1: No, certainly not.
0: That's what they should do. Like, the NBA's in-season tournament, the NHL's
1: in-season three-on-three tournament. That Well, isn't that just the All-Star game? (laughs) Yeah, but different.
0: (laughs) Everybody has to play. Everybody has to play. You... You get a ten million dollar <laughs> win, and like the team has to split it, and it's over a weekend. So sponsored it's like sponsored by Halliburton, sure. And it's like in a one town, and it's a single elimination, and you play mini sticks in between.
1: The, the 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 main topic of the show today has been ways for the NHL to like rule changes or things to improve their marketing and growth of the league. I think you're onto something here. Twenty minute games. Just not like 20 minutes. Just nonstop. rolling through.
0: Like imagine you and the team, you're out in like Red Deer and you're staying at the Best Western and you're playing in some tournament. Just do it that style. I like that. Just roll through it. Yeah. You're welcome, NHL. <laughs> yeah. We're giving these away for free here. We've yeah, got to stop talking with this. Too. What, what is the? Got to lo- find a way to make money yeah. on this. <laughs> simply too good. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. It looks like Montana to Rice, Corey, Brad, Sherrod, Park, Luke, Mark, Titan. A lot of you guys knew this one. So a lot of people knew it. Wasn't that great of a trivia question, but there was no prize, so we went for it. Paul had the Hurricanes. Uh, Slurpee Sean How much do you guys Think the Oilers turnaround has to do with the health of Ekholm I mean I'd say partially I mean, he's kind of a tone setter Out there I think, you know When he's backing up the talk it probably helps Out but I think McDavid Finding his offensive groove again has helped The depth and scoring uh, The whole team playing better Defensively certainly hasn't hurt So yeah Search the song if you're not familiar Oh Donovan Mellow
1: Yellow there has been uh, actually quite a few uh, suggestions for my nickname. Um, I like uh, <laughs> Dawn of the Dials. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and then I like uh, Eden, Father of Arius. Forget intern. Y'all need to hire DJ Dono to do the music for all the 1440 programs. Uh, I like this idea. Um, <laughs> Good man. Big, big music guy, Donovan. is. Uh, in his first week and a half here The Odd Time, During the morning show, I would ask him for some music suggestions for some break intros, and I'll be honest, it's been pretty hit or miss. (laughs) Sometimes you got to know know who you're playing to, and yes, we're obviously playing to the listeners, but during the morning show, it is the Kevin Carey show, so you're also playing to Kevin Carey. Yeah, he's got a little bit more of a particular music taste. He's already he's already got like five songs that I've played on his never play again list, including Rosanna by by Toto.
0: I think Gregor only has one. Do not play. DNP
1: DNP do you know who it is you've told me before but I can't is it it's like a like mid-2000s like punk rock band no oh okay I don't know it is Kings of Leon Sex on Fire
0: <laughs> do not play I don't even think I know that song so oh, you know that song you certainly know that song but we won't play it because it's banned from 1440 okay the, the nicknames are coming up AZ Donnie T for internship. What do we have? The one? Turnovan? Not, really
1: <laughs> not, <laughs> not really. Great. Not, not great.
0: Not great. We're moving on from that one. Imitation Tom. Okay. Here we go. Struck fantasy gold the past couple of weeks with a Blake Coleman and pickup. Five games, five goals, three assists. Second. Overall, over the last seven days, P.S. Boo Calgary. I also traded for Skinner 16 games ago for a fourth-round pick. What a steal. Yeah, Stuart Skinner, you bought low, my friend, and uh, it certainly paid off for you as of late. From the Mitch, this is the kind of the point system that we was thrown out there that could make the NHL a little bit better. Three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, one point for a shootout win, zero points for a losing team. Mitch, we're going to add you into the system here. The Mitch. The Mitch.
1: From the Mitch. I like that. But it's Mitch without a T. It's like, it's like Mish, like Michigan. It'd be like Michelle? Let us Mi- know. Michelle. We,
0: we elaborate to us and we won't put it on there. My personal consigliere, Michelle. <laughs> Don of the dials, yes. Donnie the mean dream. No name on that one. Mark says, hey, boys. Okay. This is not related to your nickname, but <laughs> I'm tied for first in a big NFL playoff. pool. I need to fill out the rest of my bracket? How do you think it plays out? Okay. Great question. Let's, uh, let's take a look here. I heard you on, on in or out talking about the Bucs and Texans. Okay, hey,
1: what? That's not going to happen. It's not, but I said in a hypothetical world, is that the like <laughs> lowest possible viewership total of two teams to play in the Super Bowl? Maybe Panthers, Chargers.
0: Chargers have a big fan base worldwide, though. Okay i'll take your word they're for california's it. team it's been proven it's been proven they're loyal to cali
1: uh my picks mark are on saturday i have to like, they, they can take this one understanding that it comes a lot of bias i think my houston texans will win on saturday afternoon saturday night it's the niners all day sunday i gotta go with the lions i think I like them a lot, and they proved me wrong last week. I thought they would lose to the Rams, but now I'm all aboard. And then the big one, Sunday night. I have been uh, poking holes in the Kansas City Chiefs all year. I think the the Bills have kind of really kind of finally crossed that plane of they can run the ball. We all know what Josh Allen can do throwing the ball. I like the Bills. They're at home. I think that matters a lot. I will say Ravens, Niners, Lions, and the Chiefs. So we're the same. Just you you don't have the same optimism about my Texans. No, I do not. It's a nine and a half point (laughs) spread. (laughs) Is is your bracket just picking against the spread? Because I would take the Texans to cover. I really don't. I'll be honest. I if they win this game, it will be a borderline miracle.
0: It would be huge. It would be massive if it
1: happened. Uh, And then after that, you know what? I will uh, go chalk. Niners. Bills. Or. Ravens if they beat the Texans
0: yeah it's I mean it's gonna be a fun weekend of football certainly I think Bill's Chiefs could go either way but I'll just say the Chiefs I, I I had like a epiphany last week around this time where I thought you know and I hate the Chiefs I hate them as a Chargers fan but like they could beat any team in the AFC I I you know it seems like they're kind of fighting that stride which they and where she rice is really starting to play so We'll see. Cold weather doesn't scare me when they go into Buffalo if they're used to that. The text line, 1-833-401-1440. Paul says... <laughs> can I... There's certain words I don't know if we can say, but foreign Ninja says RB. <laughs> Affectionately translated into rookie... I just don't know if I... Rookie boy. Rookie boy, <laughs> yeah. Basically think of uh, Super Troopers. I think that's the nickname that Farva gives the new guy. Gives rabbit.
1: Yeah, rookie... Beep, and then <laughs> the rest. No, no, no. That's rabbit's coffee. Why? Because yeah. there's a bar of soap in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did uh, tell Donovan that I put a bar of soap in his Coke the other day, but I didn't because workplace harassment issues.
0: Yeah, we don't know what we can get away with. So we haven't really done anything. I, I think we've bought him more drinks than we've, we've put soap uh, into.
1: Yeah, we, we need to get some clarification from both Gregor and Stingray since they kind of are housing us. What is the uh, policy on hazing? <laughs> Friendly hazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're—I don't think we're really that type, anyways. But <laughs> yeah, we're the guys that got hazed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we want to—we want to lift you, uh, Donovan. You don't get to give your own nickname from Jam. That's it. Good point. Uh, alliteration, Don the Don Donovan. <laughs> That's kind of cool. A lot of Dons. Uh, I think I think Donny the Mean Dream came from Timmer. We got a lot of first-time texters. These must be like the Donovan fan club. <laughs> yeah. Now that he's getting on airs, we're getting all these. Uh, me showed, me showed, me show or me Mish. show,
1: me. But he says Mish.
0: But me. Okay, the me. The me. I like that. The me. I'm gonna spell it that way in the system too, so everybody knows. Why does Gregor hate that song? I don't know. I think he saw them in concert and did not have a good time. But I remember, like, five years ago, one of the first times I was with him, I played that song, and I just got the look, like, don't play that song again. And I never have. Texans have more of a chance than you think. Lamar is struggling in the playoffs, and the Texans have better weapons. Well, how much do you know what I think?
1: (laughs) You know? (laughs) And also... I'm a brick wall. You can't read me. Texans have better weapons. No Noah Brown. No Tank Dell. It's Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz, and... So some good pod, uh, contributions from Canadian John Mechie the third yeah. last weekend, but I mean, can you get, are are you throwing to John Mechie on a third and six at the end of the fourth quarter? You're down a score, maybe, but I'd feel a lot better if it was Tank Dell. I will say
0: this, and I, I, have Joe Flacco is elite, but Lamar Jackson's a lot better. Could be the MVP this year. Probably will be. I think the Texans have a chance. You always oh. got a chance, but I, I I'm picking the Ravens.
1: The biggest the great equalizer in in the NFL is the it's the reason that's marketed this way. It's the reason they get paid the most money. It is the quarterback. And CJ Stroud has been nothing short of spectacular. The rookie season, uh really one for the ages when you when you stack it up against the other greats. Um, you know, total yardage behind the likes of Justin Herbert and Andrew Luck, I believe. He's mobile, he's accurate with the ball. Like CJ Stroud gives them a chance, for sure. And and the fact that the Texans defense, while not, you know, Shut down good. They can generate turnovers. They had two pick sixes against the Browns last week. And Joe Flacco a little more erroneous with the ball maybe than Lamar sometimes. But yeah, I I do not think the Texans don't have a chance. Don't get me wrong. I just think they're in very tough to beat this Ravens team that was, you know, the best in the NFL this season. They toppled the Niners when the Niners looked like they could not be stopped. And they did it very handedly. So the Ravens are a great team. If the Texans lose, I will congratulate them and, uh, continue to watch the rest of the weekend. If the Texans win, I will be giddy with glee.
0: Yeah. You talk about it. Andrew Luck, the most passing yards by rookie quarterback. He did play a game more than Herbert and Stroud. Stroud has him by passing yards per game by half a, half a yard. Oh yeah. Justin Herbert has them beat by 16 yards. And, uh, If uh, I believe it was T. Billy didn't drop a wide-open pass, he would have broke Andrew Luck's record, but that's neither here nor there. Herbert had 31 touchdown passes. Stroud and Luck had 23. Baker Mayfield, 27. Peyton, 26. Russ, 26. And how about Daniel Jones, 24? Man, sneaky good rookie year for Danny Dimes as he was once known on this show. We've got... DJ Don, another name. Donnie McDonovan face. And also Donnie McDon face. Ear candy and the rig. That's like that old Bodie McBodie McBoat face or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Donnie McDon face. Okay, well we'll have to look at those. Brian says Lamar's playing his best
1: ever. Is he playing better than his MVP season? I I think it's 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 Equally good, but different because he's throwing the ball so much better. Like back in his rookie season, he ran the ball so much and he still can do it. We we've seen it. He is as lethal as anybody with his legs at the quarterback position. But I think he's becoming much better passer of the ball, which in turn makes him a more dangerous quarterback come playoff time. Because when when the when it's on the line, you can't try and scramble. Uh, 15 yards on a, on a second or third down uh, every drive. Like, you need to be able to trust your arm, put the ball into places for your receivers to catch it. And he's he's done that in spades this year. Isaiah Flowers, great rookie season. We talked with Cordell Woodland earlier this morning on the Carrier Show. Looks like he should be good to go. Um, Mark Andrews is progressing well, but even still, Isaiah Likely has been great. And you got some veteran talent like OBJ back there as kind of a stopgap. Um, and Rashad Bateman been pretty quiet this year, too. We'll see if he can step up. So, I... Back to the earlier point about the weapons thing. I think the Ravens have plenty of weapons, and Lamar Jackson is playing just as, if not better, than he ever has in his career.
0: Yeah, I mean, even like Rashad Bateman, who he, they drafted in a, in the first round a couple of years ago, like he's kind of finding his role, and maybe as that second option with Dave Flowers, making plays Mark Andrews, if healthy. Uh, I don't know if it's the best he's played, because his MVP season... His second year in the league, he had 36 touchdowns tonight or to six interceptions. This year, 12 less touchdown passes, one less game played, and one more interception. So, man, Lamar Jackson in his career has played some really good football, and the Ravens in a good spot going into this one. Slurpy Sean, Allen is better than Lamar. Montana to Rice, Stroud is better. Jeez, Lamar Jackson, no respect. Spaghetti says anybody but the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. All that matters. Spaghetti, I'm with you. We could, we deserve a break from those Kansas city chiefs and all their dominance Uh, coming up today on the lowdown with low tide. Of course, they will be recapping the Oilers and Maple Leafs game. They'll do some rumors. They'll be joined by Bruce McCurdy from the cult of hockey at one o'clock. And they'll also be joined by Matthew Shinetti of TSN. going to talk a little CFL Shinetti. Of course, the Elks making a move, bringing in a new receiver. They trade Jake Ceresna And then we also got the Jason Greger show coming up at two o'clock. We have a a scout coming on. I don't know who the scout is yet, but we'll be putting that out. Watch that on social media. Your M Chuck. We've got who is it Wednesday? Also, Mike Rupp, former NHLer, Mark Spector, and uh, finalizing a couple more guests as we get into it. Uh, Jason Greger show coming up at two o'clock. Invitation. Tom says, "Let's go Bills." My parlay needs it. And Spaghetti says, "The Dawn Father." I like that one. Justin says, fellas, what about donkey? I don't know if we can call you donkey, but it's clever. I like it. Uh, We'll discuss that maybe a little bit more tomorrow. We'll also be talking some NHL daily fantasy. And then on a Friday, we want to get some NFL talk as you get ready for the weekend in the shield. That'll do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy 4 brandon douglas and intern donovan i'm connor halley thank you guys so much for tuning in make sure you check out the podcast subscribe if you can also send a message to low tide say hello he always appreciates that right now we're getting to a sports 1440 update brought to you by will hawk beef jerky home of alberta's best beef jerky locations in ladukes Bruce grove and west edmonton mall willhawkbeefjerky.com here is brandon douglas